What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Crying in Baseball, Baseball Podcast. I am your host, Logan Amelia, and I come to you after many a day off, and a lot's happened. A lot, a lot has happened in the world of baseball. Um, First off, uh, I'm sorry, I haven't been posting. Uh, obviously, school started Thursday, and... Friday night, I was busy, along with last night, but here I am, Sunday night, I have homework still to do, but I guess, here here I am, here here I am talking baseball with you guys, um, yeah, so we have kind of a lot to catch up on, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take you through the White Sox Cub Series, and then the scores from today, because I do not have the time to do scores from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, too. So I'm going to take you through Cubs Sox series, uh, rest of the scores from the MLB today, and then I have, like, two little news things that I want to talk about. Let's talk about, though, the 17-13 to win. <laughs> the White Sox beat the Cubbies um, Friday night. This was honestly one of the more fun games of the season. Uh, first off, Cubs store, score six in the top of the first off of Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel. Keuchel had an awful, awful outing. He pitched one inning, gave up seven hits, six runs, five of them earned. Um, just absolutely horrendous. Then, Ronaldo Lopez comes in and throws five perfect innings with seven strikeouts. Which, I mean, that's that's really just... Dude, Ronald, I honestly don't... If it was literally just, you know, Ethan Katz going like, Ronaldo, can you, like, you see where his glove is? And then like, he's like, no, I can't. And then boom, like, I like what... How is, how is there this much talent and nothing to show for it in those previous years? I mean, there were, like, little glimpses here and there. Like, you know, you have an outing every 10th time um, where you just absolutely shove... Uh, but then, uh, so that that takes you through the Cubs box score until the seventh. You know his five perfect innings, and then in those five perfect perfect innings, the White Sox put up one in the first, then eight in the third, and four in the fifth to make it a nine six contest. And then they both trade ones in the seventh, threes in the eighth, and the Cubs tack three on in the ninth. But that's still not enough. It's a seventeen thirteen win for the White Sox. More runs than hits. That's fun. Um, yeah. All right. I'm just going to take you through the the highlights. Tim Anderson, two doubles. Abreu has a double. Grandal has a double. This was Grandal's first game back. And he goes yard twice. Both for three-run jacks. He has eight RBIs in his first game back. That is, that is absolutely insane. Eight RBIs. He goes four for six. Just phenomenal baseball from our catcher Yasmani Grandal. Um, Abreu goes yard. No, wait, no, I'm wrong. He did not. Grandal was the only one to go yard. Um, I apologize. Uh, Tim Anderson, he goes two for four. Luis Robert, three for five. Abreu, three for five. Jimenez, one for three. Moncada, he goes one for four. Grandal, four for six. As we said, Cesar Hernandez goes 0 for five. He has a 227 average. It's kind of getting scary. 
Um, but I mean, his OPS is seven oh eight. So I mean, I'm I'm really sure how I feel about him. Uh, Andrew Vaughn he goes one for three, and Leroy Garcia goes scoreless or hitless. Um, fifteen knocks for the White Sox. The pitching line, so you got Keuchel, he goes that one awful. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez, give him the fifth spot in the rotation, man. Give it to him over Keuchel, please. Um, he goes five, perfect. Then, uh, Mike Wright Jr. comes in. He lets up three earned runs. Um, that was tough. Crochet pitches an inning. Uh, he lets up an earned run. And Kimbrell, he comes in for the ninth. He lets up three, three runs. He lets up two home runs. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, that Kimbrell, Kimbrell is starting to scare me a little bit, man. I'm not even going to lie. But, uh, you know, guess guess we're just going to power through. Uh, on the Cubs' end, I'm not going to go through their whole uh, hitting uh, like hitting thing, but uh, a player that I hate with a passion is Patrick Wisdom. Um, yeah, I, uh, I absolutely hate Patrick Wisdom. He's probably a very nice guy. But I hate him. Uh, he hits two home runs Friday night, which, I mean, first off, uh, two home runs there. He hits two home runs Saturday night. And, uh, oh, Frank Schwindel hit the home run today. Okay. I was about to say, yeah, so he hits, he hits four home runs in uh, two games against us. So I, I I I add him to the list that I have Jose Ramirez on, and uh, that one player like Haas on the Tigers don't like him either. Um, again, sure they're very nice people, but don't like him. Moving to the Saturday game, Lance Lynn on the bump. He does not have his best outing. It was kind of tough to watch, man, just because like I absolutely love Lance Lynn. He goes five. He lets up seven earned runs. Um, yeah, it's just kind of tough. We lose 7-0. We, we get shut out. Uh, Moncada, he gets two knocks. Abreu gets one. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a tough game. I mean, it wasn't kind of a tough game. It was a tough game. Um, I just, like, ugh. it was tough to, like, I, I didn't even, like, want to watch it all because it was just frustrating to see, but uh, he is on a 14-game hit streak, so Moncada is on a 14-game hit streak. I'm not sure why I was even saying that. I kind of blacked out, not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so the White Sox, not not an impressive outing. Uh, I believe it was, who was on? Alec Mills on the bump. He goes eight and a third. Um, last four hits, walks two, only strikes out three and eight and a third. Kind of iffy. Um, but then today, this afternoon, the Chicago White Sox absolutely destroy the Chicago Cubs with a 13 to one score. Um, great game for the White Sox. Dylan Cease, he improves to 11 and six. And I have a fun little statistic for you. Um, the most strikeouts, the most 10 strikeout games this season, Garrett Cole in first place with eight. Tied in second place with a bunch of other people is Dylan Cease. He's in company of Zach Wheeler, who people think is the National League Cy Young favorite because, you know, DeGrom's out. Robbie Ray, another American League Cy Young contender. Uh, obviously, DeGrom. 
Oh my gosh, DeGrom should have won. So, I mean, he's still, like, there's a slight chance that kid might. Uh, and Tyler Glass now has seven. He, you know, he's injured too. But, um, yeah, he's, Dylan Cease is shoving, my guy. And who doesn't love to see that? Um, another fun statistic, ooh. Um, the most wins by at least 10 this season, the White Sox are tied with the Atlanta Braves for first place with seven. Um, I mean, just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I'm such a big fan of the Chicago White Sox right now. Uh, and you know what? This 13 to one victory comes with very, very fun home runs hit two by Luis Robert. One by Brian Goodwin that sneaks over the left field wall. Eloy Jimenez goes yard. Thanks, Cubs. Yeah, this is really a thanks, Cubs kind of game. Cease shoves and Jimenez goes yard. If that is not a thanks, Cubs game, I honestly don't know what is. And Grandal goes yard. It's his 17th home run of the season. Um, Yasmani Grandal is a confusing player. Because you look at his statistics and you're like... How is that how 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 is that possible? Because he has a two oh seven average and an eight ninety OPS. Um I mean this dude is just insane. I honestly don't understand it. He he does he does wonders with the bat, the amount of walks this man gets. It's insane. Now he has forty eight RBIs. Um he has 40 hits. He has more RBIs than hits. How often does that happen? Not often at all. Um, I mean, Love Grandal. Oh, speaking of RBIs, guess who's in first place and the first person to reach 100 RBIs is our MVP, Jose Abreu. 101 RBIs. He leads Rafael Devers with five, or by five. He's at 96. Um, really, really just spectacular. Uh, such a fun game for the White Sox. Uh, I mean, who, again, who doesn't love seeing the White Sox uh, win? Hendricks gets the loss. Uh, he does not do super well. He only goes four and two-thirds, allows eight earned runs on seven hits. Um, but, I mean, for the White Sox, uh, everyone got a hit except for Sebi Savala. So, I mean, Moncada had the day off. But he, I mean, he's still riding a 14-game hit streak. It's just, oh, it was such a, I was able to tune in for a little bit. I was out of, like, I was out, so I wasn't able to, like, watch it all the way through. But, you know, I was able to get clips here and there. And, oh, my gosh, just the, oh, such a fun game. Such a fun game. Um, we're just going to go back to RBIs for a second. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about real quick was uh Salvador Perez. He's having quite the season. You'll be like, really though? Salvador Perez has homered in the last five games. He is in second place, three behind Otani, with 38 home runs. And he is in third place in RBIs with 94. He has an 859 OPS and a 277 average. And like that the defensive metrics on this dude aren't saying he's a phenomenal catcher. He really is great. Uh, I honestly hope he's a royal for life. He's kind of a pain in the butt to face, but you know what? He's 
he he's the Royals franchise. He's he's that cornerstone that people are going to think about about that World Series. It's you know it's him. It's Alex Gordon. It's you know Moustakis. It's it's Lorenzo Cain. It's Eric Hosmer. But Salvador Perez is number one because he's been here the longest. You know, I feel like he's been in the league forever. He's only thirty one. Um, he is quite the player. Uh, he debuted in two thousand eleven. Um, he's been with the Royals the entire time. Uh, you know, always, always playing upwards of, you know, a hundred games. He plays 138 in 2013, 150 in 2014, 142 in 2015 when they won the World Series. You know, it's, it's all these consistently high numbers, man. It's, this is, this is a, 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 a cornerstone of a team, the, the, the pulse of Kansas City baseball. And you know what, man? I I lock him in for life, man. It's it's those kind of players that you want around your organization. Um, so yeah, I mean, I oh, he's a great player. I really I really have a ton of respect for him. Um, I have a ton of respect for the Royals and what they did. You know, with their uh, you know, their their you know the small market team winning the World Series. Um. So. We're going to move to my other piece of big news, and then we'll do a scoring rundown. Uh, so this is a Tim Healy tweet. He says, Javier Baez said, Mets thumbs down celebration after big hits is a message is a message to fans who have booed him and others. In my case, they, the fans, gotta be better, Baez said. It's just how I feel. I love the fans. I like playing for our fans, but we just can't have our fans against us. So, um, obviously... The Mets suck. They're they're really they're really pulling the Mets right now. Um, they are third in the East after losing their you know first spot. Uh, they are three and seven in the last ten. They're seven and a half back in the wild card picture. They are seven back. So it's not like it's not like you know they're they're extremely close or anything. Uh, there's there's people who are definitely in front of him and. He, Ugh. watching the Mets fall like this is kind of kind of disappointing um Steve Cohen tweets out it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this un- oh this was not that's a wrong tweet uh <laughs> he, he doesn't tweet that often this is my bad he tweets I miss the days when the biggest controversy was the black jerseys um I mean Dude, all right. So the Mets, the Mets have had two bad like PR things, uh, in the past little bit, with Pete Alonso basically saying like, "Hey, the the fans shouldn't be booing us. They should be happy that they're watching baseball." Um. And now this, now Baez talking about that. Um. Like, dude, it's kind of it's kind of a bad move by, by Baez. I'm not gonna lie like, calling out the players, it's just, ugh, honestly, man, it's just, it's just weird to watch this team just crumble, because everyone said that they were going to be so good this year, man, they had Lindor, they got Baez at the deadline, and they just suck now, Baez went yard today, there's a little pro for you guys, but it's just extremely, extremely weird to see, but I don't really have too many more details on that, so 
let's take you through the rest of the league real quick, and then we're going to call it a night for the podcast. We're going to start off on NL Central Battle, Pirates v. Cardinals. The Pirates walk it off with a three-to-run home run in the bottom of the ninth, beat the Cardinals 4-3, to quite the exciting game. The Rays take on the Orioles in Baltimore, and the Rays beat them 12-8. Uh, both have 13, both teams have 13 hits. Put a little stat line for you. Phillies have a much-needed win against the Diamondbacks. They win 7-4. Bumgarner gets the loss. Ah, yeah, Phillies. Phillies need some wins right now. You know they they need to take advantage of you know the wild card. Uh, since I don't think they have the division lead, I think the Braves have it. So they really need to take advantage of these Los Angeles Dodger losses, even though it won't really matter all that much. <laughs> Uh, the Red Sox via the Guardians. The Guardians win 7-5. Boston fallen and fallen and fallen. You hate to see it. The Mets beat the Nationals 9-4, even with all the controversy. But they're four games under 500. You want to know some teams that are better than the 63-67 and 67 Mets? Um, the Blue Jays. They're better. Um, I'm looking at their winning percentage right now. And it's just, it's, I mean, it's below, it's, it's a factual statement, but it's just below 500. It's at 485 and you have teams like Seattle at 535, the Angels at 489, Toronto, you know, 527. They're in fourth place. Toronto and LA are both in fourth place. The Royals are just below them. They're at 454, not just below them. The uh, Tigers are 473. Um, Colorado's 462, man. You know, that's, that's, you know, 23 points, but still, uh, St. Louis is ahead of them. It's just, it's their fall from grace has been tough to watch. Blue Jays beat the Tigers two to one in Detroit. Jose Brio strikes out 11. The Marlins fend off the invading Cincinnati Reds with another two to one, two to one score. The Marlins get all their runs in the first with the Jesus Sanchez two run bomb. Joey Flat Joey Votto gets an RBI in the top of the ninth to cut the deficit in half, but still nothing. Down in Atlanta, the big A, the Giants visit the Braves, and they get shut out 9-0. Austin Riley hits a two-run home run. Jose Soler goes yard as well. Ozzy Albis joins in on the fun with his own solo home run. The Brewers travel to the Twin Cities to take on Minnesota, and they win 6-2 a little. Midwest rivalry states next to each other. Brewers improved to 79 and 52, and Twins are at a 57 and 73. Remember when they were supposed to be good? I do. I remember hearing a lot of a lot of trash talk from Twins fans, and now they suck. So it's kind of fun. The Rangers beat the Astros. Oh, I'm wearing my Houston Trash Rose sweatshirt too. It's great. 13 to two. Love to see it. Quite the fun game for Texas. Uh, Taylor Hearns. Strikes out six. Good for him. Uh, the Dodgers host the Rockies, and they lose 5 nothing. They drop the series to Colorado, man. Kind of ugly. Not going to lie. They are still 7-3 and three in their last 10. But they dropped the series. Kind of tough. The Mariners host the Royals, and the Mariners beat them 4-3. to three. A tight game till the end. Kyle Seager, it's a go-ahead home run in the... Bottom of the seventh, quite the game. Again, Salvador Perez is homered in five straight games. Mariners, they're 70 and 61, man. Don't count them out. 
The Athletics host the Yankees, and they win in a 3-1 contest. They get two of the runs in the bottom of the eighth to take the lead. It's a Tony Kemp go-ahead home run. You love to see it. A quick wild card checkup. We've got the White Sox in third place. Or not, or postseason checkup. White Sox in third place. They'd be visiting Houston in the first round. Then Tampa has a number one seed. They're 9-1 and one their last time. They're not slowing down anytime soon. They're riding a seven-game win streak. They'd be hosting the winner of, as of right now, the Yankees v. Red Sox. Quite the game that'd be going on at Yankee Stadium for the wild card. On the outside, looking in is Oakland at two and a half games back. Seattle, four and a half. Toronto, five and a half. Cleveland, nine. In the National League, the Atlanta Braves are the lowest-ranked team, which means they'd be facing the Milwaukee Brewers in Wisconsin in the first round. And the Giants, they'd face the winner of Dodgers v. Reds. You know, I, you know I love my Cincinnati Reds. Again, on the outside looking in, we have the Padres one and a half games back. St. Louis three and a half. Philadelphia four. And do I even dare to bring them into this? The Mets seven out. Tough day for... Tough. T- it's, been, it's been a tough year for Mets fans. It's been tough. They had hope. They had their hopes crushed. Just life being a Mets fan. All right. I'm sorry for the shorter episode, but that's all I can muster up tonight. I thank you for listening to Crying in Baseball, a baseball podcast. See ya.